Hare Krishna everyone, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. I really missed you last night. I don't know what I did without you. It wasn't fun, that's for sure. But separation makes the heart grow fonder. So here we are to continue our reading of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu after he took sannyas, Madhyalila. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur um, was so fond of Chaitanya Charitamrita that it was his life and soul. And our own Srila Prabhupada felt the same and he he told us that this is the perfect, perfect Shastra because it blends together, weaves together, strings together the verses from all the different Shastra and uh, reconciles everything and puts it all in pr proper perspective, connects everything together. It's wonderful. So Srila Bhakti Siddhanta <coughs> Saraswati Thakur said this to say about the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. In, in due course, Mahapralaya, devastating floods, will inundate the entire universe. If you attempt to survive by swimming in that deluge, then do not neglect to take hold of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Or, if you cannot hold all three, then release Bhagavad Gita. If necessary, you may also relinquish Srimad Bhagavatam, but under no circumstances release your hold on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, for if this one book remains, then the flood can do no actual damage, because after it is subsided, the message of Shastra can be revived from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita alone, it being the essence of all Shastra. Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jai Gaura Bhakta Vinda Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jai Gaura Bhakta Vinda Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vinda So we reach Madhulila, uh, first chapter, and we've heard kind of a, a very succinct summary of the chapter. Uh, and then we heard the uh, different books that were uh, that were written by Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami. And now we're going to hear about the, the books of Jiva Goswami. Text, beginning with text 42, chapter 1. Sri Rupa Goswami's nephew, Srila Jiva Goswami, has compiled so many books on devotional service that there is no counting them. Text 43. In Sri Bhagavat Sandarva, Srila Jiva Goswami has written it conclusively about the ultimate end of devotional service. Text 
purport. The Bhagavad Sandarbha is also known as the Shat Sandarbha. In the first part, called Tattva Sandarbha, it is proved that Srimad Bhagavatam is the most authoritative evidence directly pointing to the Absolute Truth. The second Sandarbha, called Bhagavad Sandarbha, draws a distinction between impersonal Brahman and localized Paramatma and describes the spiritual world and the domination of the mode of goodness devoid of contamination by the other two material modes. In other words, there is a vivid description of the transcendental position known as Shuddha Sattva. Material goodness is apt to be contaminated by the other two material qualities, ignorance and passion. But when one is situated in the Shuddha Sattva position, there is no chance for such contamination. It is a spiritual platform of pure goodness. The potency of the Supreme Lord and the living entity is also described, and there is a description of the inconceivable energies and varieties of energies of the Lord. The potencies are divided into categories, internal, external, personal, marginal, and so forth. There are, there are also discussions of the eternality of, the, of deity worship, the omnipotence of the deity, his all-pervasiveness, his giving shelter to everyone, his subtle and gross potencies, his personal manifestations, his expressions of form, quality and pastimes, his transcendental position and his complete form. It is also stated that everything pertaining to the Absolute has the same potency and that the spiritual world, the associates of this in the spiritual world and the threefold energies of the Lord in the spiritual world are all transcendental. There are further discussions concerning the difference between the impersonal Brahman and the Personality of Godhead, the fullness of the Personality of Godhead, the objective of all Vedic knowledge, the personal potencies of the Lord and the Personality of Godhead as the original author of Vedic knowledge. The third Sandarbha is called Paramatma Sandarbha. And in this book, there is a description of Paramatma, the Supersoul, and an explanation of how the Supersoul exists in millions and millions of living entities. There are discussions of the differences between the qualitative incarnations and discourses concerning the living entities, Maya, the material world, the theory of transformation, the illusory energy, the sameness of this world and the Supersoul, and the truth about this material world. In this connection, the opinions of Sridhar Swami are given. It is stated that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, although devoid of material qualities, superintends all material activities. There is also a discussion of how the Lila Avatara incarnations respond to the desires of the devotees and how the Supreme Personality of Godhead is characterized by six opulences. <clears throat> the fourth Sandarbha 
is called Krishna Sandarbha. And in this book, Krishna is proved to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There are discussions of Krishna's pastimes and qualities, his superintendence of the Purusha avatars, and so forth. The opinions of Sridhar Swami are corroborated. In each and every scripture, the supremacy of Krishna is stressed. Baladev, Sankrashan, and other expansions of Krishna are emanations of Maha Sankrashan. All the incarnations and expansions exist simultaneously in the body of Krishna, who is described as two-handed. There are also descriptions of the Goloka planet, Vrindavan, the eternal place of Krishna, the identity of Goloka and Vrindavan, the Yadavas and the cowherd boys, both eternal associates of Krishna, the equality of the manifest and unmanifest pastimes, Sri Krishna's manifestation in Gokula, the queens of Dwarka, as expansions of the internal potency, and, superior to them, the super-excellent gopis. There is also a list of the gopis' names and a discussion of the topmost position of Srimati Radharani. The fifth Sandarbha is called Bhakti Sandarbha, and in this book, there is a discussion of how devotional service can be directly executed and how such service can be adjusted, either directly or indirectly. There is a discussion of the knowledge of all kinds of scripture, the establishment of the Vedic institution of Varnashram, Bhakti is superior to fruitive activity, and so forth. It is also stated that without devotional service, even a Brahmana is condemned. There are discussions of the process of karma tyag, the giving the results of, of karma to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the practices of mystic yoga and philosophical speculation, which are deprecated as simply hard labor. Worship of the demigods is discouraged, and worship of a Vaishnava is considered exalted. No respect is given to the non-devotees. There are discussions of how one can be liberated even in this life, jivan mukta, Lord Shiva as a devotee, and how a bhakta and his devotional service are eternally existing. It is stated that through bhakti one can attain all success because bhakti is transcendental to the material qualities. There is a discussion of how the self is manifest through bhakti. There is also a discussion of the self's bliss as well as how bhakti, even imperfectly executed, enables one to attain the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Unmotivated devotional service is highly praised and an explanation is given of how each devotee can achieve the platform of unmotivated service by association with other devotees. There is a discussion of the differences between the Mahabhagavat and the ordinary devotee, the symptoms of philosophical speculation, the symptoms of self-worship or ahankraho pasana, the symptoms of devotional service, the symptoms of imaginary perfection, the acceptance of regulative principles, 
service to the spiritual master, the Mahabhagavat, liberated devotee, and service to him, service to Vaishnavas in general, the principles of hearing, chanting, remembering, and serving the lotus feet of the Lord, offenses in worship, offensive effects, prayers, engaging oneself as an eternal servant of the Lord, making friendships with the devotee, with the, with the Lord, making friendships with the Lord, and surrendering everything for His pleasure. There, are also, there is also a discussion of Raganuga Bhakti, spontaneous love of Godhead, of the specific purpose of becoming a devotee of Lord Krishna, and a comparative study of other perfectional stages. The sixth Sandarbha is called Priti Sandarbha, a thesis on love of Godhead. Here it is stated that through love of Godhead, one becomes perfectly liberated and attains the highest goal of life. A distinction is made between the liberated condition of a personalist and that of an impersonalist. And there is a discussion of liberation during one's lifetime as distinguished from liberation from material bondage. Of all kinds of liberation, liberation in loving service to the Lord is described as the most exalted. And meeting the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face is shown to be the highest perfection of life. Immediate liberation, immediate liberation is contrasted with liberation by a gradual process. Both realization of Brahman and meeting with the Supreme Personality of Godhead are described as liberation within one's lifetime. But meeting with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, both internally and externally, is shown to be super-excellent, above the transcendental realization of the Brahman effulgence. There is a comparative study of liberation as Salokya, Samipya, and Sarupya. Samipya is better than Salokya. Devotional service is considered to be liberation with greater facilities, and there is a discussion of how to obtain it. There are also discussions of the transcendental state one achieves after attaining the devotional platform, which is the exact position of love of Godhead. The marginal symptoms of transcendental love and how it is awakened. The distinction between so-called love and transcendental love on the platform of love of Godhead and different types of humors and mellows enjoyed in relishing the lusty affairs of the gopis which are different from mundane affairs which in turn are symbolical representations of pure love for Krishna. There are also discussions of bhakti mixed with philosophical speculation, the super-excellence of the love of the gopis, the difference between opulent devotional service and loving devotional service, the exalted position of the residents of Gokula, the progressively exalted position of the friends of Krishna, the gopas and gopis in parental love with Krishna, and finally, the super-excellence of the love of the gopis and that of Srimati Radharani. There is also a discussion of how spiritual feelings 
can be present when one simply imitates them and of how such mellows are far superior to the ordinary mellows of mundane love. And there are descriptions of different ecstasies, the awakening of ecstasy, transcendental qualities, the distinction of dhirodatta, the utmost attractiveness of conjugal love, the ecstatic features, the permanent ecstatic features, the mellows divided in five transcendental features of direct devotional loving service and indirect loving service, considered in seven divisions. Finally, there is a discussion of overlapping of different rasas, and there are discussions of shanta, neutrality, servitorship, taking shelter, parental love, conjugal love, direct transcendental enjoyment, and enjoyment in separation, previous attraction, and the glories of Srimati Radharani. I mean, imagine how familiar you would have to be with the book to just write that summary of just the subject matters in the Sandarbhas. There's a statement in one of Prabhupada's purports that serious students are suggested or recommended to go through the Sandarbhas of Jiva Goswami. Text 44. The most famous and formidable transcendental literature <clears throat> is the book named Gopal Champu. In this book, the eternal pastimes of the Lord are established and the transcendental mellows enjoyed in Vrindavan are completely described. Purport. In his An Anubhasha, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur gives the following information about the Gopal Champu. The Gopal Champu is divided into two parts. The first part is called the Eastern Wave and the second part is called the Northern Wave. In the first part, there are 33 supplications and in the second part, 37 supplications. In the first part, completely completed in 1510 Shakabda A.D. 1588, the following subject matters are discussed. 1. Vrindavan and Goloka. 2. The killing of the Putana demon. The gopis returning home under the instructions of Mother Yashoda, the bathing of Lord Krishna and Balarama, and Snigdakanta and Madhukanta. 3. The dream of Madhya Yashoda. 4. The Janmashtami ceremony. 5. The meeting between Nanda Maharaj and Vasudeva and the killing of the Putana demon. 6. The pastimes of awakening from bed. The deliverance of the demon Shakata and the name-giving ceremony. 7. The killing of the Trinavarta demon. Lord Krishna's eating dirt, Lord Krishna's childish naughtiness, and Lord Krishna as a thief. 8. Churning of the yogurt, Krishna's drinking milk from the breast of Madhya Yashoda, the breaking of the, of the yogurt pot, Krishna bound with ropes, the deliverance of the two brothers, 
Yamalarjuna and the Lamentation of Mother Yashoda. 9. Entering Sri Vrindavan. 10. The Killing of Atsasura, Bakasura and Vyomasura. 11. The Killing of Agasura and the Bewilderment of Lord Brahma. 12. The tending, the tending of the cows in the forest, taking care of the cows and chastising the Kaliya serpent. 14. The killing of uh, Gadabasura, the ass demon, and the praise of Krishna. 15. The previous attraction of the gopis. 16. The killing of Pulambasura and the eating of the forest fire. 17. The gopis attempt to approach Krishna. 18. The lifting of Govardhan Hill. 19. Bathing Krishna with milk. 20. The return of Nanda Maharaj from the custody of Varuna and the vision of Goloka Vrindavan by the Govas. 21. The performance of the rituals of Katyayani Vrat and the worship of the goddess Durga. 22. The begging of food from the wives of the brahmanas performing sacrifices. 23. The meeting of Krishna and the gopis. 24. Krishna is enjoying the company of the gopis, the disappearance of Radha and Krishna from the scene, and the search for them by the gopis. 25. The reappearance of Krishna. 26. The determination of the gopis. 27. Pastimes in the waters of the Yamuna. 28. The deliverance of Nanda Maharaj from the clutches of the serpent. 29. Various pastimes in solitary places. 30. The killing of Shankachuda and, and the Hori. 31. The killing of Arishtasura. 32 the killing of the Keshi demon. 33. The appearance of Sri Narada Muni and the description of the year in which the book was completed. In the second part, known as Uttara Champu, the following such subject matters are discussed. 1. Attraction for Bhajabhumi. 2. The cruel activities of Akrura. 13. Krishna's departure for Mathura. I mean 3, I'm sorry. 3. Krishna's departure for Mathura. 4. A, a description of the city of Mathura. 5. The killing of Kangsa. 6. <clears throat> Nanda Maharaja's. Was it 6? Yes. Oh, 26, no? Twenty-eight. Twenty-seven. Pastimes in the waters of the Yamuna. Twenty-eight. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I scrolled in the wrong direction. I moved the... the, the, the anyway. We're in the second part. I'll start at the beginning of the paragraph for the second part, because I scrolled completely away from it by mistake. In the second part, 
known as Uttara Champu, the following subject matters are discussed. 1. Attraction for Brajabhumi. 2. The cruel activities of Akrura. 3. Krishna's departure for Mathura. 4. The description of the city of Mathura. 5. The killing of Kangsa. 6. Nanda Maharaja's separation from Krishna and Balarama. 7. Nanda Maharaja's entrance into Vrindavan without Krishna and Balarama. 8. The studies of Krishna and Balarama. 9. How the son of the teacher of Krishna and Balarama was returned. 10. Uddhava's visit to Vrindavan. 11. Radharani's talking with the messenger Bumblebee. 12. The return of Uddhava from Vrindavan. <clears throat> 13. The binding of Jarasandha. 14. The killing of Kalyavana. 15. The marriage of Balarama. 16. The marriage of Rukmini. 17. Seven marriages. 18. The killing of Narakasura. The taking of the Parijata flower from heaven and Krishna's marriage to 16,000 princesses. 19. Victory over Banasura. 20. A description of Balaram's return to Braja. 21. The killing of Pandraka, the imitation Vishnu. 22. The killing of Dvevida and thoughts of Hastinapur. 23. Departure for Kurukshetra. 24. How, these, how the residents of Vrindavan and Dwaraka met at Kurukshetra. 25. Krishna's consultation with Uddhava. 26. The deliverance of the king. 27. The performance of the Rajasuya sacrifice. 28. The killing of Shalva. 29. Krishna's considering returning to Vrindavan. 30. Krishna's revisiting Vrindavan. 31. The adjustment of obstructions by Srimati Radharani and others. 32. Everything completed. 33. The residence of Radha and Madhava. 34. The decorating Srimati Radha, decorating Srimati Radharani and Krishna. 35. The marriage ceremony of Srimati Radharani and Krishna. 36. The meeting of Srimati Radharani and Krishna. And 37. Entering Goloka. That's Gopal Champu. When I was helping uh, edit the Vriyat Bhagavatamrita, uh, Gopi Prandana Prabhu, who did such a masterful job of translating that book and the purports, the commentaries, which, is ne which had never been translated before. Then he started off on the Sandarvas, and he told me that the, re the reason I'm doing all of this is so that I can get to the Gopal Champu and translate the Gopal Champu. Therefore, when I think of him, tears come to my eyes because it was such a great loss to the world. 
Gopi completed the Tattva Sandarbha and the Bhagavat Sandarbha. And he did the translation of the verses of the Paramatma Sandarbha, but not the commentary. So, those were original commentaries on the Sat Sandarbhas. Would have been the first ever. That's the level of devotional scholarship and understanding that Gopi Paranadana had realization. Okay, moving on. Text 45. <clears throat> Thus, Srila Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, and their nephew, Srila Jiva Goswami, as well as practically all of their family members, lived in Vrindavan and published important books on devotional service. Text 46. The first year after Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted the renounced order of life, all the devotees <clears throat> headed by Sri Advaita Prabhu went to see the Lord at Jagannath Puri. 47. After attending the Rathyatra ceremony at Jagannath Puri, all the devotees remained there for four months, greatly enjoying the company of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by performing kirtan, chanting, and dancing. Text 48 At the time of departure, the Lord requested all the devotees, please come here every year to see the Ratayatra festival of Lord Jagannath's journey to the Gundicha temple. Purport. There is a temple named Gundicha at Sundarachala. Lord Jagannath, Baladev, and Subhadra are pulled in their three cars from the temple of Puri in Puri to the Gundicha temple in Sundarachala. In Orissa, this Ratyatra festival is known as Jagannath's journey to Gundicha, whereas others speak of it as the Ratyatra festival. The residents of Orissa refer to it as Gundicha Yatra. Text 49 Following the order of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all the devotees used to visit Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu every year. They would see the Gondicha festival at Jagannath Puri and then return home after four months. Text 50 for 20 consecutive years, this meeting took place and the situation became so intense that the Lord and the devotees could not be happy without meeting one another. Text 51 The last 12 years were simply devoted to relishing the pastimes of Krishna in separation within the heart of the Lord. Purport Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enjoyed the position of the gopis in separation from Krishna. When Krishna left the gopis and went to Mathura, the gopis cried for him for the rest of their lives, feeling intense separation from him. This ecstatic feeling of separation was specifically advocated by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through his actual demonstrations. Text 52 In the attitude of separation, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared mad both day and night. Sometimes he laughed 
and sometimes he cried, sometimes he danced, and sometimes he chanted in great sorrow. Text 53 At those times, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would visit Lord Jagannath. Then his feelings exactly corresponded to those of the gopis when they saw Krishna at Kurukshetra after long separation. Krishna had come to Kurukshetra with his brother and sister to visit. Purport When Krishna was performing yajna, sacrifice, at Kurukshetra, he invited all the inhabitants of Vrindavan to come see him. Lord Chaitanya's heart was always filled with separation from Krishna. But as soon as he had the opportunity to visit the Jagannath temple, he became fully absorbed in thoughts of the gopis who came to see Krishna at Kurukshetra. Text 54 When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to dance before the car during the festival, he always sang the two following lines. I have gotten that Lord of my life for whom I was burning in the fire of lusty desires. Purport In Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 29, 15 it is stated, Kāngaṁ krodam bhayam sneham aikyam sauritamevacha nityam harao vidadato yanti tan mayatam hite the word kama means lusty desire, vaya means fear, and kroda means anger. If one somehow or, or, or other, if some, if one somehow or other approaches Krishna, his life becomes successful. The gopis approached Krishna with lusty desires. Krishna was a very beautiful boy, and they wanted to meet and enjoy his company. But this lusty desire is different from that of the material world. It appears like mundane lust, but in actuality it is the highest form of attraction to Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a sannyasi. He left home and everything else. He could certainly not be induced by any mundane lusty desires. So when he used the word madana dahine in the fire of lusty desire, he meant that out of pure love for Krishna, he was burning in the fire of separation from Krishna. Whenever he met Jagannath, either in the temple or during the Rathayatra, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to think, Now I have gotten the Lord of my life and soul. Text 56 Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to sing this song, Saita Pradhananath, especially during the latter part of the day, and he would think, Let me take Krishna and go back to Vrindavan. This ecstasy was always filling his heart. Purport Being always absorbed in the ecstasy of Srimati Radharani, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu felt the same separation from Krishna that Srimati Radharani felt when Krishna left Vrindavan and went to Mathura. This ecstatic feeling is very helpful in attaining love of God in separation. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taught everyone that one should not be overly anxious 
to see the Lord, but should rather feel separation from Him in ecstasy. It is actually better to feel separation from Him than to desire to see Him face to face. When the gopis of Vrindavan, the residents of Gokula, met Krishna at Kurukshetra during the solar eclipse, they wanted to take Krishna back to Vrindavan. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also felt the same ecstasy as soon as he saw Jagannath in the temple or on the Rathyatra car. <clears throat> the gopis of Vrindavan did not like the opulence of Dwaraka. They wanted to take Krishna to the village of Vrindavan and enjoy his company in the groves. This desire was also felt by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he danced in ecstasy before the Rathayatra festival when Lord Jagannath went to Gondicha. Text 57 In that ecstasy, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recited a verse when dancing in front of Lord Jagannath. Almost no one could understand the meaning of that verse. Yak komara hadak sa eva hi varasta eva chaitra chapas te chon mi litamalati surabayak praudak kadambani laha sa chai vas mitata pitata surata vyapada lila vidao reva rodasive to si tarutale chaitak samutkantate that very personality who stole away my heart during my youth is now again my master. These are the same moonlit nights of the month of Chaitra. The same fragrance of malati flowers is there and the same sweet breezes are blowing from the Kadamba forest. In our intimate relationship, I am also the same lover. Yet still, my mind is not happy here. I am eager to go back to that place on the bank of the Reva under the Vetasi tree. That is my desire. Purport This verse appears in the Pajavali 386, an anthology of verses compiled by Srila Rupa Goswami. Text 59 This verse appears to be the hankering of some young boy and girl. This verse appears to be the hankering between some ordinary boy and girl, but its actual deep meaning was known only to Swarup Damodar. By chance, one year Rupa Goswami was also present there. Text 60 Although the meaning of the verse was known only to Swarup Damodar, Rupa Goswami, after hearing it, from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu immediately composed another verse that described the meaning of the original verse. After composing this verse, Rupa Goswami wrote it on a palm leaf and put it on the roof of the thatched house in which he was living. 62. After composing this verse and putting it on the roof of his house, Srila Rupa Goswami went to bathe in the sea in the meantime, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to his hut to meet him. Text 63 
to avoid turmoil, three great personalities, Haridas Thakur, Srila Rupa Goswami, and Srila Sanatan Goswami did not enter the temple of Jagannath. Purport It is still the practice of the Jagannath temple not to allow those to enter who, are, who do not strictly follow the Vedic culture known as Hinduism. Srila Haridas Thakur, Srila Rupa Goswami, and Srila Sanatan Goswami had had previous intimate connections with Muslims. Haridas Thakur had been born in a Muslim family, and Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Sanatan Goswami, having given up their social status in Hindu society, had been appointed ministers in the Muslim government. They had, been, they had even changed their names to Dabir Khas and Sakara Malik. Thus they had supposedly been expelled from Brahmana society. Consequently, out of humility, they did not enter the temple of Jagannath, although the personality of Godhead Jagannath in his form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally came to see them every day. Similarly, the members of this Krishna consciousness society are sometimes refused entrance, entrance into some of the temples in India. We should not feel sorry about this as long as we engage in chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. Krishna himself associates with devotees who are, who are chanting his holy name and there is no need to be unhappy over not being able to enter a certain temple. Such dogmatic pro prohibitions were not approved by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Those who were thought unfit to enter the Jagannath temple were daily visited by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And this indicates that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not approve of the prohibitions. To avoid unnecessary turmoil, however, to avoid unnecessary turmoil, however, these great personalities would not enter the Jagannath temple. Text 64 Every day Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to see the Upala Boga ceremony at the temple of Jagannath. And after seeing this, he used to go visit th these gr three great personalities on his way to his own re residence. Purport Upala Boga is a particular type of offering performed just behind the Garuda Stamba on a stone slab. That stone slab is called the Upala. All food is offered within the temple room just below the altar of Jagannath. This Boga, however, was offered, <coughs> was offered on the stone slab within the vision of the public. Therefore it is called Upala Boga. If one of these three was not present, he would meet the others. That was his regular practice. Text 66 When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to the residence of Srila Rupa Goswami, he accidentally saw the palm leaf on the roof, and thus he read the verse composed by him. 67 After reading the verse, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went into an ecstatic mood. While he was in that state, Srila Rupa Goswami came 
and immediately fell down on the floor like a rod. Purport. The word danda means roll or pole, rod or pole. A rod or pole falls straight. Similarly, when one offers obeisances to his superior with all eight angas, parts of the body, he performs what is called dandavat. Sometimes we only speak of dandavats, but actually do not fall down. In any case, dandavat means falling down like a rod before one's superior. Text 68 When Rupa Goswami fell down like a rod, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu got up and gave him a slap. Then taking him on his lap, he began to speak to him. No one knows the purport of my verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said. How could you understand my intention? 70. Saying this, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu bestowed various benedictions upon Rupa Goswami and taking the verse, he later showed it to Sarup, Sarup Goswami. 71. Having showed the verse to Sarup Damodar with great wonder, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him how Rupa Goswami could understand the intentions of his mind. Purport. We had the opportunity to receive a similar blessing from Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami when, he, when we presented an essay at his birthday ceremony. He was so pleased with that essay that he used to call some of his confidential devotees and show it to them. How could we have understood the intentions of Srila Prabhupada? Text 72 Srila Surup Damodar Goswami replied to, Chaitanya, to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, if Rupa, if Rupa Goswami can understand your mind and intentions, you must, he, must have, have, he must have your Lord's special benediction. I'll read that again. Srila Surup Damodar Goswami replied to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, if Rupa Goswami can understand your mind and intentions, he must have your Lordship's special benediction. 73. The Lord said, I was so pleased with Rupa Goswami that I embraced him and bestowed upon him all necessary potencies for preaching the Bhakti cult. Text 74. I accept Srila Rupa Goswami as quite fit to understand the confidential mellows of devotional service and I recommend that you explain devotional service to him further. Text 75 I shall, I shall describe all these incidents elaborately later on. Now I have given only a brief reference. Priyaksoyam Krishna Sahatradi Kudush Chetra Militas Tataham Sarata Taidam Upayo Sangamatsukam Tatapyanta Kailan Madura Morali Panchamayushe Mano Me Kalindi Pulina Vipinaya Sprihayati This is a verse 
spoken by Srimati Radharani. My dear friends, now I have met my very old and dear friend Krishna on this field of Kurukshetra. I am the same Radharani and now we are meeting together. It is very pleasant, but still, I would like to go to the bank of the Yamuna beneath the trees of the forest there. I wish to hear the vibration of his sweet flute playing the fifth note within that forest of Vrindavan. Purport. This verse also appears in the Pajavali 387, an anthology of verses compiled by Srila Rupa Goswami. Mm. Text 77. Now, O devotees, please hear a brief explanation of this verse. Lord Chaitanya was thinking in this way after having seen the Jagannath deity. 78. The subject of his thoughts was Srimati Radharani, who met Krishna on the field of Kurukshetra. Although she met Krishna there, she was nonetheless thinking of him in the following way. 79. She thought of him in the calm and quiet atmosphere of Vrindavan, dressed as a cowherd boy. But at Kurukshetra, he was in a royal dress and was accompanied by elephants, horses, and crowds of men. Thus the atmosphere was not congenial for their meeting. 80. Thus meeting with Krishna and thinking of the Vrindavan atmosphere, Radharani longed for Krishna to take her to Vrindavan again to fulfill her desire in that calm atmosphere. Text 81 The gopis spoke thus, Dear Lord, whose, whose navel is just like a lotus flower, your lotus feet are the only shelter for those who have fallen into the deep well of material existence. Your feet are worshipped and meditated upon by great mystic yogis and highly learned philosophers. We wish that these lotus feet may also be awakened within our hearts, although we are only ordinary persons engaged in household affairs. Purport. This is a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.82.48 Text 82 The gopis thought, Dear Lord, if your lotus feet again come to our home in Vrindavan, our desires will be fulfilled. Purport in his Anubhasha, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur comments, The gopis are purely engaged in the service of the Lord without motive. They are not captivated by the opulence of Krishna, nor by the understanding that He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Naturally, the gopis were inclined to love Krishna, for He was an attractive young boy of Vrindavan village. Being village girls, they were not very much attracted 
to the field of Kurukshetra, where Krishna was present with elephants, horses, and royal dress. Indeed, they were not very much appreciative. They, 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 they did not very much appreciate Krishna in that atmosphere. Krishna was not attracted by the opulence or personal beauty of the gopis, but by their pure devotional service. Similarly, the gopis were attracted to Krishna as a cowherd boy, not in sophisticated guise. Lord Krishna is inconceivably powerful. To understand Him, great yogis and saintly persons give up all material engagements and meditate upon Him. Similarly, those who are overly attracted to material enjoyment, to enhancement of material opulence, to family maintenance, or to liberation from the entanglements of this material world, take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But such activities and motivations are unknown to the gopis. They are not at all expert in executing such auspicious activities. Already transcendentally enlightened, they simply engage their purified senses in the service of the Lord, in the, in the remote village of Vrindavan. The gopis are not interested in dry speculation, in the arts, in music, or other conditions of material life. They are bereft of all understanding of material enjoyment and renunciation. Their only desire is to see Krishna return and enjoy spiritual, transcendental pastimes with them. The gopis want him simply to stay in Vrindavan so that they can render service unto him for his pleasure. There is not even a tinge of personal sense gratification. 84. In one verse, Srila Rupa Goswami has explained the confidential meaning of the verse of Srimad Bhagavatam for the understanding of the general populace. Yate lila rasa parimolagari vanya parita danyak chauni velasati vita maturiti maturi maduri bihi tatrasma bishchatula pashupi bhava mudantatari samvitas tvam the gopis continued, Dear Krishna, the fragrance of the mellows of your pastimes is spread throughout the forests of the glorious land of Vrindavan, which is surrounded by the sweetness of the district of Mathura. In the congenial atmosphere of that wonderful land, you may enjoy your pastimes with your flute dancing on your lips and surrounded by us, the gopis, whose hearts are always enchanted by unpredictable ecstatic emotions. Purport This is a verse from Lalita Madhava, 1038, by Srila Rupa Goswami. Text 86 In this way, when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw Jagannath, he saw that the Lord 
was with his sister Subhadra and was not holding a flute in his hand. 86. Absorbed in the ecstasy of the gopis, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wished to see Lord Jagannath in his original form as Krishna, the son of Nanda Maharaj, standing in Vrindavan and appearing very beautiful. His body curved in three places. Lord Chaitanya's desire to see that form was always increasing. This is the secret of how it is that feelings of Christian separation are actually more intense than the meeting itself. Lord Chaitanya's desire to see that form was always increasing. So when we think of and serve Krishna in separation, actually, if we're doing that, then the feelings for Krishna, the desire to see Krishna, automatically increase and continue to increase. That's the secret. To serve Krishna in separation. Because real separation means that one's actually increasing his desire constantly to see Krishna, to be with Krishna, to serve Krishna personally, face to face. So that feeling of love, that intensity of that feeling of love and separation is the goal of life. Of course, it doesn't mean that we don't want to meet with Krishna. It doesn't mean that the gopis don't meet with Krishna. They do, eternally in the spiritual world. But things are arranged in such a way as the gopis are always able to feel separation from Krishna simultaneously. And the perfection, the highest form of perfection, is when the gopis are with Krishna, when Radharani is with Krishna, but she's anticipating being separated from Krishna. And even though she's with Krishna, Krishna disappears from her vision and then her feelings of separation go to the highest possible level of intensity. So I'm going to stop here. It's hard to stop this section. Uh, it's good, it goes on and on. But I'm going to stop here and then we're going to start tomorrow on a very high platform of hearing uh, as we hear how Srimad Radharani or Lord Chaitanya rather talked in the mood of Radharani while feeling these feelings of separation. Hare Krishna Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. Okay, it's your turn. The open mic is in the hand of uh, Abaya, our, our faithful servant, a kind hearted devotee, and he will be the medium through which we will be able to hear your 
glorious reflections and so forth and so on. Hare Krishna. The first is from Gopal Roy. Gopal Roy. Passed off the off the off the blocks. He says, Dear Maharaj, by citing the similarity between Rupa Goswami understanding the mind of Lord Chaitanya and himself understanding the mind of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, is Srila Prabhupada indicating himself as being the bona fide empowered successor to take up the title of the founder Acharya, your servant Gopal Roy Das? Uh, basically, I mean, there, there are always different layers of understanding of these things, but it is not our duty or our ability to speculate on the mind of devotees on the level of Srila Prabhupada and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada. I would say the safe thing is to appreciate that Srila Prabhupada is translating the comment commentaries of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So we will leave those other levels of realization for the time when we actually uh, are having them. We can't speculate. This is what it means when it says uh, that we shouldn't speculate on the mind of the spiritual master. Better we stay humble and serve the spiritual master. Uh, and even when these kinds of thoughts come, we should just... Uh, want to serve more and more and want to know more and more. Let me hear the question once again. By citing the similarity between Rupa Goswami understanding the mind of Lord Chaitanya and himself understanding the mind of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati is Srila Prabhupada indicating himself as being the bona fide empowered successor to take up the title of founder Acharya? No, Prabhupada would never think like that. Srila Prabhupada thinks himself as the most humble servant. He never thinks of himself as anything like that. But it's a fact. And it's a fact by how uh, he behaved. That's the fact. But to make this connection, uh, it's not so tight a connection to say that by, you know, that, that that's actually going on. It is going on. He's obviously... I, 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 I've been reading this uh, book again, Srila Prabhupada, the founder of Acharya, in which it's explained in detail why Prabhupada took up uh, that that title and insisted on it. It's a deep thing. Um, so Chile Prabhupada never 
indicated to us or hinted to us that there, were, that there was that kind of uh, relationship. But because of his activities and because he insisted on his name as the founder Acharya being printed underneath the International Society for Christian Consciousness, wherever it appeared, letterhead, leaflets, you know, literatures, whatever. Uh, it's a very, very deep thing. Because, you know, our four Adi Gurus, or the original uh, founders of our Sampradayas, uh, Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, Lakshmi, and the four Kumaras, these are the Adi Gurus of the four uh, authorized Vaishnava Sampradayas. And as it comes down to us over time, when it comes, the Kali Yuga becomes so disturbed that four personalities appeared to reinvigorate and, and make clear again the teachings of those four sampradayas. That's Ramanujacharya, Madhvacharya, Vishnu Swami, and uh, what's the fourth? Nimbarka. So Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur uh, used to refer to those four personalities as the founder acharyas, sampakacharyas. Uh, but he never referred to himself as that. And interestingly, um, neither did any of his disciples. I think it, his, that term was mentioned once in all the years he was preaching and in all the different literatures that he, that he published. Um, now there's one possible explanation for this. You can hand me the book. Um, there's a section in this book in which um, the idea that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took the essence of each one of those sampradayas um, and combined it together and taught them uh, as uh, the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I'll just take a second to find this. Actually, Bhaktivinoda Thakur revealed this uh, history. Lord Chaitanya actually appeared to each one of these Founder Acharyas before his appearance. 
and he told them that he was going to, uh, what he was going to do. And here is Bhaktivinoda Thakur's uh, description of this. Later, when I begin the Sankirtan movement, <clears throat> I myself will preach the essence of the four Vaishnava philosophies. From Madhva, I will receive two essential items. His complete defeat of the Mayavad philosophy and his service to the deity of Krishna, accepting the deity as an eternal spiritual being. That's from Madhva. From Ramanuja, I will accept two great teachings. The concept of bhakti unpolluted by karma and jnana the ser and service to the devotees. From Vishnu Swami's teachings, I will accept two main elements. The sentiment of exclusive dependence on Krishna and the path of Raga Bhakti. And from you, Nimbarka, he's speaking to Nimbarka, I will rec receive two excellent principles, the necessity of taking shelter of Radha and the high esteem for the gopi's love of Krishna. Now if you analyze Prabhupada's teachings and the teachings of Lord Chaitanya and also how Prabhupada taught, you will see that these eight points are uh, imbued in the teachings everywhere. So the idea is that according to the Bhavishya Purana, eventually, at some point in time in the Kali Yuga, and we don't know when, the four sampradayas will actually come together in, under the banner of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. So the fact that Srila Prabhupada insisted on his name being put as a founder acharya of ISKCON is an extremely significant thing. It's not just to teach us or to keep us together not just an administrative, you know, uh, adjustment. And we'll see in the future. Uh, we can't pretend, we can't speculate what, when or how it's going to happen, but it's definitely a fact that uh, as the world disintegrates, as if we see it in front of our eyes, we couldn't imagine when we first joined this movement that there would be a time like we're going through now when the whole world was being inundated by a pandemic and uh, things are changing so much, so quickly. So Prabhupada explained to us many times that we should not become disturbed by these anomalies that are going to happen in the Kali Yuga. It's already there in the Bhagavatam. We know what's going to happen. Twelfth Canto. 
we simply have to keep chanting Hare Krishna, going deeper and deeper into these literatures, cultivating the feeling of separation. And this is what the Chaitanya Charitamrita teaches us, to go deeper into our feelings of separation from Krishna while we're serving Krishna. Not that we go away and seclude ourselves and try to do near bhajan, such as Haridas Thakur or some other great liberated Siddha Baba in Vrindavan. It may be there and it may be true, but for us, in our line, which means Srila Prabhupada's line, uh, the mission is to actually... Uh, I, I, I heard... Gopi Puranadana Prabhu say something very almost comical. You know, not comical, but it was of great sense of humor. Uh, he was talking about the asanas. And he was saying, and what is the asana for bhakti yoga? It's not sitting in a certain position, in a secluded place with a certain posture, and clearing. No, he said, it's running around here and there, doing something for Krishna. That's the asana of the bhakti yogi. It means that you can perform perfect yogi, yoga at any time, any place, doing anything. As long as it is according to the instructions of Shastra and being uh, authorized by a bona fide spiritual master. So that's as far as I can take that analogy. Hare Krishna. An appreciation from Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Sudevi. She says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Just a short note to say that I find it very beautiful to hear. It makes all my problems and worries disappear. Yes. And whenever I find my thoughts wandering in the worries of my life, I realize I feel that way because I have forgotten Krishna for a while and I put myself back on track. Hearing Krishna's pastimes is magical. Read by you, it is very effective. Thank you so much. That's the one of the nicest things that anybody's ever said to me before. Hare Krishna is a deeply... Uh, I will try to reciprocate by continuing to read Prabhupada's books for the rest of my life as much as possible every day. And by the mercy of the Vaishnavas to record at least the major books for posterity to get, to hear from someone who really is attached to reading his books and that if I have any credit it's because I really like to read Prabhupada's books that's the truth so thank you very much I accept graciously your benediction and blessing Hare Krishna may your words come true Now, we had a long reading, and uh, it's 8.30 already, and my voice is already starting to go a little bit. So, um, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, the merciful teachings of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita.
pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai. Samaveda Bhakti Vinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Hari Hari Bo. We'll see you tomorrow night. Same place, same time, same station. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.